What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony and Mike, and we are discussing the season one finale of The Last of Us. And all I have to say is, holy shit. We made it to the end. We made it to the end, but a lot of people didn't in this episode. (laughs) We, We made it to the end. We made it to the end. As usual, this series pulled a gamut of emotions out of me with every freaking episode. This episode was no different. I went from being being like, oh, to being like, what the fuck? To being like, oh, shit. To being like, oh, wait. It's like, I, I was so up and down this whole episode. Like, I still don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, this shit was crazy. All right, let's get into it. We start out the episode with a cold open and we have Ashley Johnson, who is the original voice actress for Ellie. She comes onto the screen as a pregnant woman. She is running from one of the infected. And from what I understand, this is a scene that is not in the in the game, but it is Ellie's origin story. So we learn in this scene, one, that her mama was a badass. Because how are you in labor? And you still kill an affected, and you are, I don't know if it was the and- adrenaline or what, but you're so badass, you give birth and don't even realize that you've given birth at this point. Like, there's so many <laughs> things going on. You probably are in shock. You just killed the thing. As we see, she got bit. So all of this stuff is going on. And all of a sudden, she hears like, a baby. She's looking like, where the hell? <laughs> Baby's like, hey, what the hell? What's someone supposed to catch me? <laughs> but yeah, it's like, and then no, and then she she gets the knife and, and worried that the baby's gonna get infected, just grabs grabs the umbilical cord up, like she's cutting like she's cutting rope to tie something down. I was like, damn, yeah, like yeah, she's not to be fucked with. Well, she wasn't. That's a tough mama. Yeah, tough mama. She get it from her mama. <laughs> Ellie obviously did, but we see kind of what happened to Ellie. You know, like I said, Anna, her mother is fighting off this infected. Um, She's trying to reach for her knife that she dropped. And you could tell at the angle that the infected was that this thing was biting into her. But when she kills it, you know, she knocks it over. Ellie is born and she realizes, oh my God, this baby actually came while I was I guess, you know, fighting for my life or whatever. And then she looks over and she realizes she's been bit in the leg. So like you say, she takes the umbilical cord and she severs it thinking, okay, it's only been a few seconds. What can happen? Well, apparently a lifelong uh, immunity to cordyceps happens. Who knew? So after she gives birth, we see a shot of Marlene and a couple of the other fireflies coming to this house where Anna has given birth. I'm guessing it was some kind of safe house for them because when she ran to the house and um, came in, she was like, hey, it's me. Is anybody here? And nobody was there. So as the fireflies go through the house and they find Anna with the baby, Marlene is the one who actually finds her. You can you could tell by the look on her face. This was more than just like somebody she knew in the 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 pandemic whatever you want to call it this and and we find out this is actually 
her childhood best friend. Like they've known each other all their lives. So Anna gives Ellie to Marlene. She was like, I want you to take her with you to Boston. I want you to find some people who will love her and protect her and all this other stuff. Marlene is like, no, I can't take her. You know, I'm going to tell you this. I really didn't care too much for Marlene. The first time we met her, I really did not like her in this episode. I was like, oh no, I don't like you. I'm glad you're dead. Because mm. in this first scene, this is your best friend. She just had a baby and she's infected now. She is trusting you with her child, telling you to get her child to safety, keep her safe, and then kill me. She hesitantly takes the baby and then she was like, I can't kill you and turns around like she's about to walk off. First of all, bitch, this is your best friend. And because you don't want to have to do what you need to do, you're going to let her sit there and suffer and then turn. Like, are you? I was. You're like, who does that? I was not feeling Marlene at this point. I was not. Now, once she got her resolve and she went in there and did what she had to do, okay. But the fact that you were about to let this woman, your best friend, go through the change of being infected and then just linger there to eventually turn into a click, bitch, what? What? (laughs) Man. I didn't like her then, and I didn't like her at the end of the episode, and we'll get into that. But I was like, you dirty, you... And I understand, that's your best friend. You don't want to have to do it. But you would rather let her suffer because you don't want to be uncomfortable? She could have at least told the other dude to go do it. Like, you go do it. But no, she wouldn't have done that because if you're going to do something like that, it should be the best friend. It should be the person that is close to you. I get that, but she didn't want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, her, it seems like her choices were only either I do it or nobody does it. No, actually, there was a third option. She could have told the other guy to do it. Well, we see from the end of the episode. It should have been her. It should have been her, but I'm saying she had a way to not have to do it herself. Well, we see from the end of the episode, she doesn't do third options very well. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. at all i mean beyond that fact the dude can't even follow directions it's like she literally told him to cover her ears when she shot her and when their ear covered i was like you gonna just let the baby get his eardrums blown out like what the hell's wrong with you i think dude and, okay, was probably okay, looking at it like i was looking at it like why the hell are y'all having babies with all these fucking infections around that baby could have <laughs> been lunch that afternoon had her mama not been so tough since we on this Marlene thing, can can you explain to me like why Joel is able to do what she can do, but she actually went as well. I'm just saying like you left Boston to go all the way to Utah. And I know she said she lost a lot of men on the way, but like she, why didn't you just take Ellie? Okay, I, I, let's we'll go ahead. Get to and, that. No, let's go on ahead and get this. Let's go on ahead and unpack this Marlene thing now. So, that's a good question, though. When we see what her conversation with Joe at the end of the episode, okay, when they're having a conversation, she's telling Joe what's going on with Ellie, 
And she was like, yeah, so the doctor says it's this. They're about to prep her for surgery. And when, you know, Joel is like, let me see her. And they go through that whole exchange where he was like, you don't understand. She was like, no, I do understand. You know, I was there when she was born. I told her mother I would protect her. So I understand better than anyone. I'm sorry. I was like, okay. So one, what did her mother specifically tell Marlene when she gave her this baby? She said, give her to people who will love her and protect her. She put this baby in an orphanage. Ellie has never known love. She has never known what it's like to be a part of the family. That's your first problem. Second, this is your best friend's child and you wait until after you've had her hostage for two weeks to introduce yourself to her and don't even tell her nothing about her mama. Maybe we don't know what that conversation was like once she said, I'm Marlene and I'm with the Fireflies. But this is your best friend's daughter. She has grown up for 14 years not having any contact with you. You're not having any contact with her. You didn't want to get emotionally involved. And she sent Joel because she figured Joel would be able to go and get it done and not get emotionally involved. Because just like Michelle said a few episodes ago, Marlene knew what they were setting this girl up for when she sent her. And well, she was supposed to take Marlene. her originally. But remember, they got attacked and she got shot. So she was oh, probably right. injured. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's still... Right. But remember, Marlene, Marlene severely underestimated the emotional attachment. <laughs> emotional atta attachment. She probably um, didn't underestimate it, but that was why she she was avoiding that probably because well, she, she didn't, no so she, she wasn't she, she wasn't counting she on. She didn't it. think she didn't think that Joel would become mm, emotionally mm -hmm. attached, and she right. didn't understand the ramifications of him becoming emotionally attached. She did not. I mean, you got to look at it like this. It's like everybody that's known Joel and seen Joel knows that Joel is emotionally detached from everything. Like, he's the one that threw that girl in the fire pit without blinking and just went on about his business. Mm -hmm. He's, like, selling drugs to the guards. He's, like, doing this and that, and doing all kinds of illegal shit, trying to get out of get out of the fucking QZ. And but he's like cold blooded. That's all that's all people know about Joel is that he's he's cold blooded. He doesn't he doesn't show emotion. And that's why they thought he was perfect for this job. They were like, well he'll just take her and drop her off and be like, fuck you. Bye. And, do, and jet. Yeah. But also too, okay, let's go back. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off I'm gonna get off my hate Marlene horse for a second. We gotta <laughs> remember originally he was only supposed to take Ellie across the way to the state house where the other fireflies right. were. So when they were dead, he continued on the mission. Then they get to University of Colorado and what happens? The fireflies have abandoned that post. So yeah, I think I understand for her, she's like, okay, you made it all this way. Like, why didn't you just stop or whatever the case may be? She could be thinking that as well. But remember, Joel was only supposed to take her a certain distance. It wasn't supposed to be this long. I don't even think she was expecting Ellie at this point because of everything that happened. Because I'm sure by the time she got well enough to start on her way, she saw that the um, the state house had been blown up because Tess blew it up. So she was probably like, okay, whatever happened here, they're all probably dead. She could have easily thought that, like, oh, they didn't make it. She obviously doesn't know about Jackson 
because no one knew where Tommy was until they ran into, you know, Maria and her people. So, yeah, I think she was just like, okay, he's got to take her this short way. He's a, he's he's all about business. He doesn't he doesn't do emotional attachments. Yeah, this will be great. Him and Tess can do it. They'll be home by supper. That's probably what she had in her mind when when all of this started out, and it just didn't seem to go that way. What was it that Joel said? It seems like you know every time we we go, like bad stuff happens. Like maybe that was maybe that should have been a sign for y'all that Ellie wasn't supposed to make it this far in the first place. Maybe y'all should have just gone back to Jackson and just whatever. But yeah. I don't think I don't think Marlene could have done any of this. Not not to the extent that Joe did. So I mean, mm -hmm. this 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 episode obviously takes place, it's gotta be maybe a, a few weeks maybe a month or two after the events from the last episode because they're not wearing coats anymore it's not it's not cold they're not anywhere where snow is on the ground joel is walking like you can't even tell he was ever injured so he had to have healed by this point so yeah we could say that they've probably been on the road now close to a year mm. that's a lot of mm. bonding you know, and like you said, she wasn't expecting that. And then when she saw them together and Ellie is asking about him, she's worried about him. She probably starts suspecting like, this is about to be a problem. We need to fix this. But anyway. Well, that's the thing. It's like any you you can't you can't travel with somebody for a year and not form some kind of bond. I mean, it's kind of impossible. It's like you're going to find out about the person one way or another, whether you like it or not, it's like it's going to happen because you're around the person all the damn time. So it's like some you're going to you're going to develop some kind of bond or some kind of symbiotic relationship where you care about the person. You don't want them to die or get hurt and you're going to protect them because, you know, that's your partner. It's just like it's like a year long buddy system. It's just like, you know, you just kind of have to keep going and watch out for each other just so you can make it. So even if he didn't didn't like get a like a daughter like bond with her, he would have had still had some kind of bond with her either mm -hmm. way. And respect at the very least, because she did save his right. life not once but twice. So mm -hmm. yeah. Facts. Mm -hmm. But um Ellie at the beginning of this episode hurt me so bad. Just her dealing with the PTSD and being so despondent and just I was like I hope she's not going to be like this the whole episode that would be such a depressing way to end the show. I mean yeah. granted she earned it because of what she's gone through but I was just like I can't I can't do sad Ellie I just can't my mama heart can't take it I can't take I think it. she was just contemplating it was the end. Like they were coming up on the end of their journey. Yeah. Not yeah, only that, but I did. think I, I feel like she she knew what was gonna happen once she got there. And I think the conversations that Joe was having with her up to that point, because Joe was more open with her in this episode than he has been the entire season. You it know? was like their roles reversed. Mm -hmm. 
like in the beginning he wasn't talking and she was running her mouth all the time mm-hmm. now he's running his mouth and she's not talking right so i thought that was kind of cool but also yeah. too i think um at the beginning he was the one that was kind of okay this is business and she was the one that was kind of she was still youthful she was still kind of hopeful she had like she had her purpose in her mind. And she was like, okay, this is, you know, I'm going to save the world. And then by the end of this, when Joel realizes, because again, Joel probably already knew this too, but when Joel is starting to realize, I'm going to have to let her go. He doesn't want to do that. And she's the one that's like, no, we have to keep going. We have to finish this. So even in that vein, the roles are reversed because I think if it wasn't a her or the world thing, she probably would have been like, yeah, let's go back. Let's, let's go back to uh Tommy and Maria. Let's go see the baby. Cause you know, Maria's probably had that baby by now. She probably, yeah, let's, let's go. But too much is at stake. And Ellie has seen enough and she has been through enough in the last year that she's like, okay, we, we have to do this. It has to, it has to make sense. It has to make everything else worth it. You know? And I, I feel like a little bit too, she's still dealing with survivor's guilt, but on a whole different level now. Because she took mm-hmm. a life very viciously, very violently. And I just don't know if at this point she can get over that. And I think she might be looking at this solution, you know, what she's going to do as her reprieve. Like, oh, I can finally stop feeling guilty about that. Oh, I can I can let that go now because it's about to be done. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a, that's hard for an adult to get over, much less the much less a child, mm-hmm. especially like the viciousness that happened with I mean, that whole episode was just like trauma after trauma after trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's like not only has she did she go through that, she went through all the other stuff that she's been through. And it's just like, I mean, as a kid, she's probably like, this sucks. Like I like I just tired. Like I'm like, you know, I'm not I'd I'd rather go ahead and get like you said, just like I'd rather go ahead and get this over with. Yeah, because she just, hasn't you know, known anything else, which makes the whole scene with the giraffe even more beautiful because when she starts laughing when she sees the giraffe and Joel is looking at her laugh, that's probably the first time she has laughed or smiled in months or in weeks at the very least since they left, um, you know, David's place. And in that moment, I think that's when he realized I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to walk her in there and be like, okay, well, you go do what you got to do. But I think there was a small part of him that was also naive enough to hope that all it would be would be some test tubes and some blood drawn, and that would be it. Yeah, I think he really was. Dude, but you, you know what kind of what kind of got me on the, on the, on my second watch? I was like, because as she as Marlene was explaining the process and what they're going to do, it's like she didn't get the the cordyceps that that fooled the other cordyceps. And like sample them and re- try to replicate them. He was like, cordyceps go, they live in the brain. It's like he knew they lived in the brain. It's like, did he not have a clue that they were going to have to open her brain like all this time? Well, if see, he knew I, that. I think the thing is, he didn't, they didn't know up until they got there. And even when they got there, 
Marlene said the doctor thinks that the cordyceps has been growing with her since she was a child. I don't think Joe thought about the possibility that there was actual cordyceps living within her, living within her brain. Because if you think about the way cordyceps acts and everyone else, it would have taken over by now. So how would she still be alive 14 years later? So he's probably, and again, they're thinking that she's immune somehow because of whatever, whatever happened with the bite. They think it's in her and, blood. And yeah, and most people, like, if you have like a rudimentary understanding of how vaccines work, then you would just think, well, maybe she's got antibodies floating around and all they need to do is extract the antibodies. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking, you know, a higher level where, oh, the cordyceps is actually in her brain producing messenger chemicals. So they need to see you know, dissect that and replicate it. No, you're not thinking that high level. You're thinking, oh, it's just like, if you get chicken pox when you're a kid, you got the antibodies in your body and all you got to do is pull the antibodies out. Mm -hmm. No, that, that he, he's not thinking or wasn't thinking about it might actually be an organism in her brain. Like she actually is infected. Yes. But I find that interesting too, because when she was scanned, the infection showed up there. But when the dog sniffed her, the dog couldn't detect it. So I wonder, is it not just like her body that, that it's fooling? But I I I don't know. I'm not the science I, person. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna think that maybe the dog is is looking at like the whole picture of mm. the person. Like maybe there's some tells or some things, some chemical changes in your body that's a little different yeah. than the person who's actually having, you know, the symptoms of the infection. Right. Like Ellie may be infected, but she doesn't have the symptoms. Mm -hmm. The dog can detect the symptoms, not necessarily the infection. Right. Okay. You yeah, because the, because her cordyceps are different than the than the bad cordyceps. She actually has quote unquote good cordyceps for for lack of a better word. They're they're ones that that actually fight off the bad ones, if I'm understanding that right. What it, she was it, saying. It's like basically I think it was signaling it, it was basically it, telling right? the other cordyceps that she was already infected. Mm -hmm. Right. So was tricking so it them. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't spread. Yeah. And they're actually different cordyceps. So it's like the dog was looking for a certain kind. And she that that's probably that explains why the dog was growling when he was approaching her because he probably sensed those cordyceps, but he was like, But that's not the ones I'm supposed to be looking for. No, I so think like, she, oh, she has the I think she has the ones that the dog was looking for, but if it's been growing with her since birth. It's as much a part of her as she is of it. So I don't I don't think there's any difference. It's just kind of like it's it's her. So while it may be detectable, like let's say if the doctor look at looked at her brain under a microscope, or you know, maybe if they did an x-ray, I, I know they probably didn't have access to x-rays in this um in this hospital, but if they were to look, they probably would have been able to see it. But without that, they can only guess. And I think that's the part that bothered me the most was when Marlene told him, our doctor thinks 
that the cordyceps has been within Ellie ever since she was born or it has grown with her since birth. And it's sending Maybe. out these, uh, you know, these these chemical messages. You're basing on an assumption. It, well, if I'm not mistaken, and we, when we do our episode with the, the game playing people, I think there's a, a cut scene that they actually did a CAT scan of her brain. Like the doctor knows exactly where it is in her brain. Okay. But yeah, and, I, I didn't think they would be able to do that because even when Joel is approaching the surgery room and the doctors are prepping her, the doctor says, do we have enough power to proceed? So I wouldn't think that yeah, they would. They, must have used, they could have used it all for the, the MRI or mm. the CAT scan. I guess. But I, I don't know. I just, that whole, that one little word, think, that bothered me. Because I was like, <laughs> yeah, because I'm well, like. Well, it's all theory. It's all theory anyway. Because they don't really know if they would be able to work anyway. Like, they don't even know if they would be able to duplicate. He thinks he can duplicate it, mm -hmm. the, the messenger chemicals. He's still basing everything on a theory that it might work. But it's just like, I mean, all yeah, they got. I'm I mean, because there are only so many Ellie's in the world. It's not like he has an endless supply of Ellie's to experiment on. It's just like, you know, there's only one. So he's like, he has to, he has to basically flip a coin and hope he's, and hope and pray that he's right. He doesn't have a choice. I guess it's either going to work or it's not. And and I, guess that's why that. I kind of understand why Joel went John Wick because. Joel Wick on his ass. You're going to kill her. Basically, you're killing her and you're admitting that this is what y'all are doing. On a hunch? Like, and I understand if, if they had, you know, more modern medicine at the time and, you know, everything was working, they probably, they probably could have come up with a better treatment plan or a better extraction plan or whatever the case may be. I, I understand that. It was just the the way that she said it and when Joel comes to the realization and she's like I'm sorry you know I have to for her later on when he's getting ready to leave with Ellie and she says you you know you don't have the right to make that choice for her and he says you don't either I'm like you sat there and admitted when you told Joel that y'all were taking her to surgery. We didn't tell her anything. She has no fear. So you're basically being a hypocrite because you believe that you're doing what's right, but you didn't think that it was important enough to tell the person who was going to be directly affected. Hey, this is what we're going to do. You, I mean, granted, they could have pretended to give her a choice. We already know she wasn't going to have a choice, but you could have at least given her that 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 courtesy. Your yeah, they, your best friend's daughter, who you've neglected and ignored pretty much all of her life until you realized she could be a solution a solution to your problem. You could have at least given her that courtesy, well, and there, that's why I was like, called... I feel Joel called informed consent where they needed to they in okay what they should have done versus what they could do is two different things and like what they were able to do versus what they would have done with modern medicine like 
normally when you do brain surgery you don't really put the person under because you want to make sure you don't fuck anything up mm-hmm. then they wouldn't be able to go in you know locate it take a sample then study the sample and figure out what they need or how much they need or what they need to do mm-hmm. well here they obviously don't have the resource to take a sample so the best thing they can do is just go ahead cut it open and take it out and and see what it's doing and see what's going on because if it's just a matter of the messenger chemicals they could have just taken her blood and saw what kind of chemicals were in her blood that's what i was thinking too you know or or they could have you know tracked down a runner or something or even gotten an, an infected and studied their blood and see what the differences are but these are things that you can do with modern medicine, but not necessarily what, what they got. What they got is a bone saw and a scalpel. <laughs> and and that's all he's got. He didn't have anything else. Yeah, they couldn't even they couldn't even I am legend it. I mean, even I am legend had all kinds of other shit. And it's like this one, this they literally have like a hand a hand crank generator and rusty scalpels, basically, in comparison. It's just like I mean, what are y'all gonna do? It's like when you when you take it out, it's like I just it just seems really sloppy and slipshod the way they put it together. It just seems it doesn't seem it seems like they're they were ready, but they weren't prepared. And I, well, wonder, I, mean, I wonder what kind of doctor he was because I promise you he's probably not a neurosurgeon. I was gonna I mean, say he, they he probably, might even be a chemist. Yeah, if you think about the way. If you think about the way the University of Colorado was left, they probably had to get out of there in a hurry. So I'm I'm just going to assume that for something this large of an undertaking, they probably started out with more doctors and more nurses and more scientists and maybe just lost them along the way. Because at this point, there was only four medical personnel that we saw. The rest of them were soldiers, were fireflies. So that's probably what happened. But, and I get it. I, you know, if I put on my logical brain, what they did made sense. Um, because, like Marlene says, she didn't have any fear. We didn't tell her what was going on. Ellie didn't even know that she had been drugged or, you know, was in surgery when she woke up. So she said the last thing she remembered was talking to the fireflies. That would have been how she died. She would, that would have been the last thing she remembered. So I can understand maybe the decision to not tell someone because you don't want to, you don't want to give them that trauma before they go. You don't want to make them scared. You don't want to put them in a situation where it's just a bad way to go, you know? But the the human in me, tell me, give me the option, even even if it isn't an option, you can at least make me pretend pretend to me that it is. Give me that courtesy. Give me that respect. I just travel all the way across the country, mostly on fucking foot. The least you can do is give me the courtesy to say, okay, hey, so this is what I didn't tell you in Boston. This is probably what's going to happen. This is what they think is going on. And in order to find this out, you may have to sacrifice your life, but you sacrificing your life may save the world. You know what I'm saying? Not too many people, especially since Ellie thought that's what she was going to do anyway. 
she might not have been opposed to that. But we have the benefit of the previous conversation she had with Joel, where he basically is like, you know what, we have to do this. Let's just go back to Jackson, you know, the Tommy, whatever. And she's like, we've come this far, everything I've done, we need to see this to the end. Mm -hmm. So she probably would have said, yes, let's go ahead and do it. So we do have a little bit of insight into where her thinking may have been about it. But I agree with you. They didn't even give her that choice. They took yeah. the agency away from her. Yeah. Even if we believe she would have gone along with it, they didn't give her that choice. And then for you to turn around and call Joel out for taking away her choice by saving her. You, I mean, you. what you did wasn't any better. At least he saved her life. He wasn't serving her up on the platter. Or he wasn't trying to kill her. You know? And I'm interested to know what Marlene's thinking. Well, I, I know the answer to this question, but I'm I'm just going to pretend I don't. What Marlene's thinking was when she decided to tell Joel, like, they didn't have to tell him anything. Like, she could have been like, we already did it. The surgery is done. She'll be fine. Go about your way. You know what I mean? Like, figure he, something out. I think she realized at that point there was no going about your well, way for Joel. Well, well, either way, they could have handcuffed him. They could have locked him up. They could have sedated him. They could have done a whole bunch him. of things. But she decided to tell him, oh, she's about yep. to go into surgery. And then you give him just enough. It's like, I don't want to say it's like the villain speech, but she tells him the plan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She yeah. tells him the plan and gives him a chance to think. I don't like this shit. Right. I'm finna go get Elliot. We getting out of here. Right. Because you know when saying? she like, was like, I had no choice. And he was like, I do. Her face changed. Like, oh shit, we finna have a problem. Yeah. So why, you, why did you even put, why did you even go into this with Joel to tell him what the fuck was going on? Like why because would he you do that? He would have figured it out anyway. She she knew that Joel was gonna either if she didn't tell Joel what was going on, he was gonna run all through that hospital until he found Ellie. So it's best that she get, she actually had him in a situation where she had backup to be able to at least reasonably control him to keep him from running roughshod immediately than to have him just busting through and open, kicking open doors and waving, kicking open doors, waving four fours like he's Biggie Smalls. Like it's just, you, he's actually just, it's better to have to tell him and have people that and have a reasonable amount of control over him than to just let him run roughshod. Uh, okay, and also we're gonna and how did that work out, out for them? And, and dump him. They don't have that dump much him out on the street. They have they have limited set of options. I actually, you, you I actually really think that he's gonna stay? They, no, I I agree with Anthony. Why did they even tell him that in the first place? They were like they should have been like, have a seat. She's in surgery. We'll let you know when she's out. I mean, it's that's like, it. That's, that's all you got to do. She's, exactly, she's I agree. She's a surgery, and and it, somebody you could take him up there and be like, "There she is," you know. She's she's. she's and then they, they all had then all they had to do was say something happened in surgery and she didn't make it. But right. I think I, I think she realized the mistake once she mentioned surgery because again, Joe in his mind has been thinking this whole time. Oh, they're just going to do something with your blood. They might take some, yeah. They might take your blood, test it out. Ellie probably thought the same thing. So when she says. You know, she's being prepped for surgery. I mean, she said it kind of like, 
she's being prepped for surgery. And when he was like, surgery for what? For what? And she never answered him. I think that's when she realized, oh, this might be a little bit deeper than I thought. Like, it's not just now about him protecting her. This man really cares for this girl. Oh, shit. I just fucked up. Because yeah, I think she, she realized. She realized wow, once Joe was like, surgery for what? Um, Excuse me, what? Oh, no, 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 no. This is not Wolfie. Because, because this, this is the situation you put yourself in. Because either one of your choices is bad. Mm -hmm. If you say, oh, they're just running tests. They're just checking her. But okay, well, I want to see her. If you don't tell him no, that's right. not going to work. You tell she her. Doesn't... You tell her. You tell him she's in surgery. He's going to be like, oh, what? Wait, what? You prepping her for surgery? That's not going to work either, apparently. So door A and door B are shitty choices. She had a third option, which we know she's not very good at third options, which was just not to say shit mm -hmm. <laughs> and leave him handcuffed, tied up, locked up somewhere mm -hmm. until the whole shit was done with. Or mm -hmm. put a bullet in his head and call it a day. Right. Because Maybe. none of those people would have blinked or batted an eye if she had put a bullet in his head. Right. Yeah, because they're because they're working for the greater good. And it's like she's terrible at thinking on her feet. I mean, since she said surgery, he said, "What surgery?" He said, "Oh, they're just gonna do a biopsy." Because just said he's doing a biopsy, just gonna like you know do something and get a sample of muscle tissue or something. It's like but, she she was very bad at thinking on her feet. I don't know if I would say it's bad. She's bad at thinking on her feet. I just think that Marlene is not the type to bullshit. She's gonna give it to you straight. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. she didn't with Ellie, but she's going to give it to you straight. Like this is Joel is someone that she knows that she has worked with before or or is familiar with his work. So she probably knew a bullshit answer wasn't going to work for him. I just don't think she understood how deep the connection was until he woke up and started asking questions because it's one thing for ellie to be worried oh did you guys hurt him is he okay she's a child this is a man who has protected her all the way across country so that would be understandable in marlene's mind joe is unattached joe is unemotional He's not going to be, you know, he might be thinking, oh, I need to protect this girl. Oh, what did y'all do with her? Oh, this is what we're doing. This is what we have to do, blah, blah, blah. And this is how we save people. In her mind, she's thinking, oh, okay, Joel understands the importance of saving the entire fucking world. So this shouldn't be a problem. But okay. when he started getting up and she started and, and he started being like, hold up, what are we doing? Where, where is she? Um, You take me to her now. I think that's when Marlene realized she done fucked up. I just want to echo what Mike said just a few minutes ago. There is no possible way that this man is going to take this child all the way across country on foot and not feel something for her. I understand you that, know? but what I'm saying because is, if again... She, if he was the person, if he was the person that she thought he was, he would have cut her his losses a long time ago. Like, he would have been like, no. Also, she needed to take into consideration this man basically will do anything to get to his brother. Like, you think that he's this heartless, cold dude, but you know what? The people that he cares about, Tess, his brother, and now Ellie, he will literally do anything for. And it, that's a failure in, in Marlene being able to read people 
to understand that that's how this man operates. No, no, no. And I understand that. But what, what I'm saying is we have to think about it from her point of view. She probably didn't even realize that they were even still alive until they showed up there. And in, in Marlene's mind, they probably died all the way back at the state house. So right, but as soon as she as soon as she saw them together, though, she should be like, "Oh, this motherfucker then dragged her all the way through hell, and she didn't have a scratch on her, right?" Because uh -uh, so remember it, when it, she asked even, him about it, when she asked him, she said, "How did you do that?" I even had people protecting me, and he was like, "It was all her. She was determined to get here." So if you're yeah. thinking about it like that, he was probably like, "Okay, you know what." I'll stay and, and protect her. She's going to go ahead and go. He knows how important she is. And if she were to just be like, oh, okay, well, you don't want to go. I'm going to go by myself. He's not the type of person that's just going to let her go. Especially if he's considering getting paid for it at the end. She doesn't know that he found his brother. You know what I'm saying? So he could still be in like, okay, well, I didn't find my brother, but you promised me uh, food, you promised me vehicles, weapons, and gas for completing this, so I'm going to see it through. In her mind, she could be thinking practically in that sense that, oh, okay, well, he stuck this out to get what I promised him. I mean, what did she say? I never wanted to be in debt, or you are the last person I ever wanted to be in debt to. And again, that's what she's thinking. Oh, he did this so he could get what he what I what I promised him he would get. But I think because yeah. she's so detached from Ellie, like we don't know what her backstory is. Like we don't know if she had children, if she had a family, or any of this before this stuff started. But the fact that she stayed away from Ellie that Ellie's whole entire life, and again, this is your best friend's child. Had the world not gone to shit. You would have been this child's godmother. You would have been this child's auntie. You would have been practically a second mother to this child, but you completely stayed away from her. I think she probably thought in her mind, because Joel is of a similar constitution, she was like, oh, there's, yeah, I, I can see him with her and all he's going to be about is the business. It's possible yeah. that's the way she looked at it. And like I said, she probably realized too late that she underestimated him and his co his connection to Ellie and what she thought about him. She's like, oh, okay, I just fucked up. But at this point, it's too late. Yeah, I think I think that also it it is inadvertently advertently advertently their fault because when they first saw him, instead of doing like the Jackson people did him hold him at gunpoint and be like, hold the fuck up, what are you doing? What did they do? They threw a fucking flashbang at him and not and knocked Joel in the head without actually seeing what the fuck was going on. They did they they literally knocked heads first and asked questions later. If they would have just put guns on him and been like, Whoa, what the fuck y'all doing here? And he would have been like, Whoa, whoa, whoa I'm bringing her to y'all. Like I'm and they would have been then they could have they could have actually like after they threw the flashbang and Joel and Ellie got knocked to the down, did y'all hear a female voice say Ellie? Because that's why I was thinking that's why they didn't kill Joel because I think Marlene may have recognized Ellie and but I don't know. I thought that's what I heard the second time I watched it. Now she said the patrol didn't know who they were, so I'm assuming she wasn't there. Mm. 
But um, yeah, but it's like I, I want to say uh, again. I want to echo Mike because this is something Michelle said says all the time. All they had to do was just have a conversation. Like, why everyone want to jump to violence from the jump? Right. <laughs> why we want to jump to violence? They didn't really have, have to have a conversation. Now? All they had to do was see that. I mean, she could have been able to tell. She would have had time He's to a... come up with a with a different story if she would have gone out there and seen the connection that. Joel and Ellie had instead of him just being like, here, take her. He would have he would have been protecting her and he would have seen she would have seen like, wait, they, something else is going on here. Why are they so close? They don't care like, about that. He's not he's not even, gonna read. even in the hospital room when he was like, You take me to her now, what did the dude with the gun do? He hit him. When she told them, when she told them to take him out to the street, Joel is walking. They keep pushing him. Why the fuck you gotta be touching me, bro? I'm going the direction you telling me to go. Just because I don't want to get there, I don't want to run and get there. Give me some time to process the shit y'all just told me two minutes ago. So yeah, yeah but we, they weren't. We, they, we know most people that make it this far in the apocalypse are a lot of them are just bullies and right. you know takers. But anyway, yeah, that's but okay. Still, motherfuckers you don't got always have to coming to them. Yeah, you don't always have to choose violence from the jump. You really no. Don't. No. See this this why this why Fire why Firefly stuff keeps getting fucked up because they I mean they're rebels without a pause or no, cause. What? No. Or no. or clean draws no. or no. no, they probably were being violent with him because Joel's reputation probably preceded him. And Marlene was probably well, the time they, didn't, yeah. they didn't know who he was. It was just an old man and a and a little girl. No, I'm talking about once once they were taking him out of the oh. hospital room. You know, yeah. and once, you know, because obviously once they realize who Ellie is, oh, they realize who Joel is because I'm pretty sure Marlene would have told them, okay, she's with Joel. I gave him this task and blah, blah, whatever the case may be. But they knew once they got him in there who he was. And that's, well, why, that's exactly brain. why she was like, give him this. Because she's not about to give that and be like, oh, this belonged to Ellie's mother or this belonged to... No. Mm -mm. Here, give him this. Wait until you get to the highway and then give him this. But I don't know. Something tells me that he wouldn't have... Once they got to the highway, they probably would have killed him. If If they had a brain, if they had more than one brain cell between all of them, one of them would have put a bullet in his head and be like, oops, my bad, Marlene. What's she gonna do? I mean, first off, first off, they were holding him there. They were holding him at rifle point. That's way too much room to be giving Joel. It's like, I mean, because he had plenty of room to spit around, take that gun and shoot the other guy. I'm like, where's your where's your sidearm, sir? Like, where 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 can you can you get closer where you can like where you can crowd him where he can't turn around easily and grab things? Because he literally he could do a Wonder Woman spin in the amount of space that he had, even though God, the guy pushed him, he had like that much room to spin around and grab dude's gun and shoot him. I'm like... The, you, the, your first mistake was you put your hands on him. Because true. then you, you you let him know that oh, I can get this motherfucker to put his hands on me. Mm-hmm. If he does that then he has and his I mind. Just turn, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And we on the next, stairwell, next. we in single file I I got one body between me and the other the other guy. That's all he needed. Stupid, stupid little mistakes like that. No, no wonder she lost half for me across the country. They're well, probably the amateurs. Stupid, <laughs> stupid decisions, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Freaking amateurs. Mm-hmm. And, and even 
after that, the way that Joel, when when Joel takes the gun and they start playing the music and you see him walking slowly, I was like, oh, it's going to be some shit. How many people did Joel take out? I don't even know. It was <laughs> more <of> than 20 <laughs> by his self. I was like, oh, this is the Joel that everybody was weary of in episode one. This was the we, Joel we, you don't we, fuck with. We we talked about that. This we is, this is wants the Joel that, that Tess was like, look, I can tell my guy that this was just a mistake, that you didn't do nothing. Oh, that's, <laughs> right. the, that's the Joel that that dude was worried about. Right. Tess didn't. was worried about him too. We'll just pretend like this never happened. Right. <laughs> Cause she was like, I know how he, I know how he can be. And we Baba Yaga. He was the like, man I, of I, I know, I, purpose. I, I, I just don't want him to be. I, I, I just want to make sure we're straight. She's like, we're, we're good, we're, we're good. good. No, <laughs> nobody wants to see that. We, but we talked about it. I would hate. We always said we would hate to see somebody get between him and the person he loved, and be yeah. like, you can't see. No, that that's not going to happen. Because because this he was so freaking methodical like oh okay i'm gonna shoot you in your leg first and disable you and then okay now i'm gonna shoot you in the head that that he double tapped he was like i'm not playing no games with y'all i'm not giving y'all a chance to get up i'm not giving y'all a chance to call for help no boom boom if he could catch him on the first one he did it on the first one if he couldn't he gonna disable you get you to a point where you can't be shooting at him and then he's gonna take care of you oh i ran out of bullets oh let me just grab this knife and let me go on ahead and finish you that way he was so methodical with it and then when he gets up to the sixth floor where ellie is and he walks into the surgery and he sees her laying on the table and they've just given her the um the anesthesia to, uh, to knock her out and they're getting ready to start the surgery and he was like unhook her and the doctor turned around when they were like, how did you get in here? He was like, unhook her. That doctor going to grab the gun, uh, grab a scalpel. Really? This man got a, a gun on you talking about unhook her. Did you not hear all the commotion coming from downstairs? I mean, I know y'all are on different floors, but that was a lot of gunfire for y'all to be like, um, I didn't hear shit. This man got a gun in your face. You're going to pick up a scalpel. I'm not going to let you take her. Joe was like, boom. I was like, he didn't even, he, he was like, I don't give a fuck if you're a doctor. He literally brought a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> literally. Literally. Like, that, bruh. I was like, dude. And, and for even this man could be the last real doctor in the world you are dealing with a man who is so emotionally gone right now and you my my thing is like you you i know he had to make a split decision he could have went ahead and unhooked her let him take her we'll just live to fight another day but no you had to pick up the rest of the scalpel you just had to mm-hmm Dumbass. And now People you now you land on the floor with your brains on the floor. <laughs> they, they, made sure, they made they sure to now. show us that. They made sure to show us that. The brain surgeon uh -huh. with his brains on the floor. How poetic. look at you now. You can't even pick your brains up. You just land there. Brains everywhere. Look it's at everywhere. you. Look at you. 
And then Marlene confronts him in the garage. And I was like, Chick, do you not realize that all your people are dead upstairs? If he did that by himself, I guess she underestimated the fact that he had an unconscious girl in his arms. She was like, oh, okay, I'm going to appeal to him. He cares about her. Let me try to let me try to talk him down. This nigga just killed how many people upstairs? Everybody. But everybody. Uh-uh, not everybody. 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 He is not here for your pleading. He is not here for whatever common sense you think you're making. And she, she was making some sense. But again, you really think he's stupid enough to think that you're just going to let this go? No. 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 She's going to call. She's going to reach out to other fireflies. And no matter where he and Ellie went, she was going to have a network of people looking for him. They would never be safe. They would never get rest. And then by the time they do catch up to Ellie and Joel, they're just going to take Ellie and kill Joel just to be on the safe side. Well, that that that's, that doesn't mean that's still not going to happen because all the fireflies know what's going on. They're going to know what happened when they get there. And they're going to go looking for Joe. Joel and Ellie again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If she, you know, she was talking about, uh, you know, we can still still figure this out even after what you've done. If he would have taken Ellie, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what she would have done. She would have put it out to the network. No, I'm I'm, I'm saying even now, they're still going to come looking for him. Yeah. There's there they're still gonna come look the Firefly Network all over the country knows what was supposed to be happening here. Yeah. They know that they have someone that they're gonna try to get a kill. Well, from. not necessarily they're gonna get there. Because... Okay, not necessarily, okay. but they are so they're gonna start I... trying to figure out how come we ain't heard from Arlene. Okay, that you know they'll I mean? probably figure out, but here's the thing they don't necessarily know that Joel was there because again. Marlene didn't know Joel and Ellie were alive until they showed up at that hospital. True, but trust me, that doctor has notes. <laughs> he's got he's got notes. He's got things written down. He's got plans. Trust me, that somebody will will know what they'll know what's going on. Mm. That's how we got to have a season two. Yeah, but see, if if season two follows the game, I what I found out yesterday. Uh, game two picks up five years later. Uh-huh. So I'm like, hmm. So Ellie will be 19. That's a lot of time to go by for. I I don't know because I don't I don't know what ha- I don't know what the starting point is for game two. So I don't know. But I do, but I'm not gonna tell you. No, don't tell. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't know. I'm. I'm kind of worried. I'm kind of worried about Joel and Ellie's relationship. I mean, Joel is, I mean, at the end, Joel was obsessive. Like, Joel was just like single minded, obsessive about protecting her. And I don't blame him. It just I... seemed like he was, he, he went, he went, oh, he kind of, he looked like he was a man, like, he was pretty much had one foot over the edge. Like, he was just like, I'm protecting her. I don't care who gets in my way. I don't I think it was the, about how protect- the series. I don't think it was about protecting her. I think it was at that point he had admitted to her that she was the reason he was able to heal from Sarah's Mm -hmm. death. I think it was more so at this point about he couldn't lose another child. Because when Marlene tells him, she was like, okay, so 
what do you think Ellie would choose to do? And he didn't answer. She said, because you know she would choose to do this. She would choose to do what's right. Mm -hmm. He knows that she would she would have chosen that. But he He did it for very selfish reasons. He did it for very selfish reasons. Very he selfish. couldn't face having to lose her again. And I think that's why he was being so so much more open with her the closer and closer they got to the hospital because he needed to let her know how important she became to him. And I think in that same sense, Ellie, I feel like Ellie is not surprised by what happened, even though, you know, he tells her, you know, Raiders came and they attacked the hospital and that's how everybody got hurt, this, that, and the other. Ellie knows it's not true because of those conversations they were having. She knows that he was not going to be able to let her go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it took 20 years before he would even talk about Sarah mm -hmm. and talk about Sarah in a sense where it's not just, oh, my daughter died. He actually shared with Ellie something special about them. You know, the hiking trip. And I think you guys would have liked each other in this. Joe has never talked about Sarah like that to anyone. So I yeah, think in her mind, she realized, okay, he did this because he didn't want to lose something, but in him fighting for what he didn't want to lose, he doesn't realize now, or I don't think he realizes the depth of what he has taken from Ellie. And that's going to come back and bite him in the ass. Yeah. I mean, plus he, he told her that the, that the, that the wound that he has on his forehead was from him, from him trying to kill himself and explain and told him that after Sarah died, there was nothing left. Like he, he, he was like, he was at peace when he was like, I'm just done. And then he said something jerked his hand. He didn't know what it was. And then, and so I don't, I kind of think at some level, you know, I mean, of course we know, we all know that Ellie's not stupid. Ellie's not dumb. Like she and she probably like you said she probably does know that Joel took her and killed all those people because you you kind of see it in her eyes when she asked she tells him to swear to her that that that's that the bullshit story he told her was true mm -hmm. and he said I could swear but then you can see like she's like I don't want him to lose to have to go through that again you go through I don't think but, that was know, it I I don't think that was it I think. When she asks him, swear to me that what you said about the fireflies was true, she was checking to see how far he was going to go with this. Like, if is he going to sit here and lie to me? I'm asking him this question because I already know the truth. Joel knows she's asking this question because she already knows the truth. Because when he turns back and she was like, fuck, I got to say something. The look of panic sheer panic on his face he thought she was going to actually ask him direct did you do such and such but instead she gives him a way out swear to me that what you what you said about the fireflies is true and he did not even blink when he looked at her and then said i swear and i think in her mind she's processing this She's trying to believe that what he says is true, but at the same time, she's looking like, I know it's not true, but he just lied to me. And I think that was one of the things between them as far as the trust. They told each other the truth, whether it was good, whether it was bad. And for him to flat out lie to her like this, 
I think that was her processing like, okay, this is what he's going to tell me. And I mean, really, at this point, what else is she going to do? She has nowhere else to go. She has no one else to turn to. The only other person she knew is dead. So, I yeah, I don't think that was, uh, I don't want him to go through this. I think that was really, a, I, I need to see how far he's going to take this. Like, is he really going to sit here and tell me the truth? Or is he going to lie to me? And unfortunately, he lies to her. And I think that's going to be a defining moment for their relationship going forward. Because now she can't trust him. And that was such a big thing between the both of them for this season. Do you trust me? I trust you. She doesn't have that trust anymore. And I think that was just her kind of processing that, okay, so this is what this is now. You know, he chose yeah. his happiness or he chose what was good for him over what was good for everybody or what was, you know, what I would have wanted. He made his needs more important than hers. And it had always been the other way around. You know, she was important. She was the mission. She was, she was the hope for everyone. That was the mission. Get her there, get her safely so they can make a cure. And then at the 11th hour, when you realize what kind of sacrifice that's going to make, he can't do it. And in, yeah. in, in that sense, he, he has now made it all about him. He's so and wrong. He really, he really fucked up. He did. He, <laughs> he did. really did. And I think, yeah, but I mean, I think it would have been better if he, if he'd have told her the truth, because at least from that point, she can be mad. She can say what she needs to say. They can have their moment and then they can start moving forward. But now you, you, like I said, you just told her this huge lie and that is going to define your relationship moving forward from this point on. Mm. So, yeah. And then, of course, once they go back to Jackson, I don't know how much Tommy has told Maria, but when he comes back and Ellie is with him, they're going to know something because here's the other thing. I started thinking about the conversation Joe was having with Tommy when he was trying to get Tommy to take Ellie. And I know part of the reason that he told him, he was like, I will get her killed. I think he meant that figure, 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 uh, I can't say it. Figuratively, Figuratively. And literally. Because yes, he felt like he couldn't do the things he used to do. And in that sense would kill her. But also if he got her to where she needed to go, technically speaking, he would be killing her too. Because again, Joel ain't stupid. He may have hoped that it was only going to be a blood test, but yeah, there's a good chance that whatever it is that she had, they were going to need to keep her. They were probably going to keep her like some kind of lab rat or whatever. And in a, in a sense, that would be him killing her as well. I, I feel like he might have tried to get Tommy to do it because Tommy had no emotional connection to Ellie at that point. And if Colorado was only, what, a five days journey away, Tommy's not going to get attached to her in five days. It took Joel months 
So he probably felt like Tommy will take her, pass her over without hesitation. He won't, you know, there won't be a, there won't be a second guess. There won't be a doubt. There won't be a, a moment of weakness. And I really feel like that's, that's one of the reasons why he wanted Tommy to do it because he knew Tommy would, Tommy would succeed where he would not. I can see that. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think, I think it really pained me to see like the look of distrust in her eyes towards Joel after everything they'd been through. Mm-hmm. Like that hurts. Like, I mean, she saved his life so many times. She nursed him back to health. Like she bargained with, with creepy pastors to get penicillin for his ass. And it's like, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, I kind of understand where Joel, why Joel didn't tell her. It's like, why would you, I mean, to be honest, sure. But it's just like, he was, he he had gone through so much. It he had so much going through his mind. He he probably wasn't even really like I don't, he was. But while he was driving, he was probably like, the "Fuck am I going to tell her? The fuck am I going to tell her?" And it's like it's probably still going through his mind while he was driving. He had no idea what the fuck he was going to say. Mm-hmm. But also, I think I feel like if he had been honest with Ellie, she might have been pissed. She might have been mad. No, she she would have been pissed. She would have been whatever level is above pissed because you just took away a p- potential cure for everybody. That's that's a level of what the fuck that I can't even look at. But I think maybe she also would have understood that just like she was not willing to leave him behind when he was dying, he was not going to do that to her. And I think she, I think she would understand that. But I also feel like she probably would have been like, "You should have given me a choice, or you, sh- you knew what I wanted to do. I told you there is no halfway with this. We, we do what we came to do." She so, made her so, feelings on it very clear. So in in retrospect, he's just as bad as Marlene. Like he he took away her choice as well. Yeah, and and that's why I said when <clears throat> when she said that to him, she she was very much telling the truth, but she was being a hypocrite too because she was like, oh, but but you took her choice away. You you know you don't have the right to do that either. And I was mm-hmm. like, but you but you did it because you put her under and put her on the surgery table and didn't even tell her that that that's what was going to happen. So both of them were majorly wrong. But it's just that I feel like Joe, of course, Joe's decision has larger consequences because mm-hmm. now there is no, no finding a cure. We don't know if there are any other doctors that were working on this or that even know about Ellie. We don't know. So there's that aspect. Plus the aspect that Joel is the person that Ellie loves and the person that Ellie trusted. Marlene was just the person who told her something she didn't know about herself. But other than that, she didn't have any connection to Marlene. So she might've been sad about the fact that Marlene was dead, but unless she, unless Marlene went into that whole backstory of, Ooh, I knew your mother and da, 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 da. 
there's no connection. And why would she tell Ellie that at that point? Because then that's a whole other slew of questions. Oh, you knew my mother? Why is this the first time I'm seeing you? Have you, you know, have you not cared about what happened to me? Have you not, you know, if you're in the fireflies and you see what's going on in Fedra, did you, did you realize I was in Fedra? Um, school? Did you realize I was getting bullied? Did you realize that I had no parents to love and nurture me? I mean, that would have opened up a whole nother conversation. Yeah, how anti-Fedra are you that you just gave me to them? <laughs> right. So, I don't know. It both, Like I said, both of them made very bad decisions. They made them for good reasons. I will say that. Marlene had an absolute good reason for why she was doing it. And I feel like, like I said, if you were trying to spare Ellie the panic, the fear, you know, just kind of let her go into this, not realizing what the situation was. Again, Ellie's last memory, when she woke up, she was like, I was talking to the fireflies. That would have been the last thing she remembered. So I can understand if, if that's what you wanted to do, then yeah, I understand why you did. But I, just from what I've seen from Marlene, I don't think she would have thought that far. She wouldn't have been like, oh, okay, let's just let her drift off at peace, blah, blah, blah. Maybe a little bit, but not to the point where I feel like she cared about it. You know, she was detached. And probably stayed detached on purpose. Not even knowing the the bigger, you know, the bigger picture of Ellie being infected. Because again, Anna told her when, when she came in the room and she saw the baby, she was like, I cut, I cut the cord before I got bit. Before I got bit. Like, because other than that, Marlene definitely wouldn't have taken the baby because you don't know what would happen. Yeah, and I yeah. think the whole, I think it's all circumstance because had the Fireflies not gone looking for Riley, you know, they probably wouldn't have found um, Ellie having been bitten. Mm -hmm. Right. You know I mean, because like you said, as far as Marlene, Marlene had done her duty. She didn't really find the family for her, but she did put her in the place. Where, where she would know. be protected. Well, she would be protected. Uh -huh. And, oh, wait, what? You've been bitten? And, they, oh, then she started putting two and two together. There's something here. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Uh -huh. So, yeah, she never took the time out to get attached to her. Then it became something that that could potentially save everybody. So then yeah. she was probably glad at that point that she wasn't attached because then she wouldn't have, she didn't have to make the decision that Joel did. Right, because if she was attached, she would have been the one hauling hauling Ellie across country, or she would have been trying team. to hide, or, or she would have been trying to or hide, trying to hide. because yeah. she she probably knew too that she, she knew what would what, eventually she knew she was going to have to hand her over to somebody, and that, that was a one way trip for her. Yeah, mm -hmm. they have to figure out how it was, what, however it was doing, what it was doing. I had a thought. I had a thought, and I don't know. I'm I'm just this is not a theory. A uh, thought or a theory. I, I was gonna say he didn't say theory, he said a thought. I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> I said a thought. I'm speculating. <laughs> I I wonder I wonder if the reason why the test said that she was positive for cordyceps was because the bite that she had, maybe it was still in her system. Oh like yeah. Maybe 
maybe it was still in her system and it wasn't like the the one that was testing for was was still in her system fighting you know what Could, i mean yeah yeah could and be so by the time we got to where, where she ran into the dog she didn't have that cordyceps in her anymore right you might be right and then also yeah. her um her bite had completely healed by that point yeah so not not even yeah. just from the bite but from when she tried to uh when she tried to heal sam mm -hmm. so yeah but you know thinking about that too when she's sitting there at the fire telling joel that she tried it with sam like i you know i tried my blood on sam to see that it worked think about it joel kind of paused before he said well i reckon it takes a little more than that so i think maybe at that point he realized okay maybe it's not something with her blood Maybe they're gonna have to. Yeah, but that, but that was. I don't know, but that, even that, that a rudimentary that was, understanding of how that stuff works, it's not you yeah. just can't do blood to blood for. Yeah, that's vaccine. like a, that's kind of like a primitive application. It's just like it's just like spitting on something doesn't make it like cleaner. Like you know, it's that kind of the same principle. It's like you can't just get. I mean, although rubbing snot on somebody definitely makes them disappear, but like rubbing blood, <laughs> mixing blood doesn't like necessarily cure anything. No. So it's like you know you have to go through processes. Yeah. You have to separate it and do all this other stuff. I, I think I he. Ha I think he's until. I think he's he has enough understanding of science to know that. Yeah. That much that it would be more than just blood to blood. You know, right. when we go get vaccines, you you're not shooting up someone else's blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> unless unless your name is Lance Armstrong and you're trying to win a race. <laughs> you gotta win this race. <laughs> You can shoot up all kind of blood if you win that race. Yellow jersey, that cool, refreshing shirt. No. Oh, but yeah. But yeah, I just want, on the record, I think we're all in agreement that uh, that he he did wrong. He did <laughs> wrong, but I, I would say it was wrong too. all over this. I episode. understand, sir. I understand mm -hmm. what you're doing. I understand how you feel. But I'm just saying there's a whole lot of people out there that may have benefited from right. your precious little girl sacrifice. I know, but I mean, I, I really sat here. I watched the episode again tonight before we um before we, you know, start recording. And I was like, I do feel like he is wrong, but if Ellie was named Michaela or Michael or Bailey or Dante, would we have done any different? That's not the question, though. <laughs> but I would, think we it all is. would have done the same thing in his situation, <laughs> yeah. and it still would have been wrong. Yeah, you're right. That, that that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Unless that few was my point. child. Unless that few <laughs> was my child, and then. I, I I'm sorry. I'd be like, yeah. "Fuck the world." We, what has the we, world we, done for you? We, we all would have done the same thing. It's just that it still would have been wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but I mean, think about it like this: there has to be. There's never only one of anything in any world. There has to be another set of fireflies with another scientist that kind of has to come up with something like this. So, I mean, there has to be some, there's going to be another, someone else looking for Ellie like that. Or, or not even a firefly. With another theory. We don't know, we don't Anybody. know what's happening in other countries. I mean, we know that this was a widespread um, 
pandemic, but they could have scientists in other countries who are also working on a cure yeah. or a vaccine, whatever. Because my or, thing is... Or if a, fungus, a fungicide. Come on, guys. Well, we I'm just have, saying... You know, athletes fit is a fungus and we take care of it. I'm just okay, so I'm Yeast just saying. infections so, are fungus, and we take care of it. Okay, come on, guys. But, so it's like so, so it's like tenactin and lotrimin are bonding together to save the world. Is that what you're trying to say? I'm just trying. To, I'm, I'm just saying. You know, there might be a shortage of scientists in the world. You know, who might be working on these things. But I like to think there's someone out there smart enough to be like, "Hey, it is a fungus." You know. Mm-hmm. It is a fungus. At the end of the day, it's. It, yeah, I, I know still want to know black where mold John... is hard to get rid of, though. That that it is true. Black mold is hard to get rid of. Yeah, well, I gotta be black mold. <laughs> <laughs> but that that brings me back to a question I asked several episodes ago. I do kind of want to know where John Hannah's character is in the midst of all of this. Oh, this is fifty years later. He did. He did. <laughs> he, he gone. I mean, unless, unless he had, he, he, has may, like he a, may have written a paper somewhere that you know might be in somebody's library yeah. about it. Could but. be some. Maybe he has some followers. Maybe it's like the Hananites. Hananites. He could, They're out there looking for someone be to cure. In his nineties <laughs> or his hundreds, living his best life because he knew this shit was gonna happen. He told maybe. y'all this shit back in nineteen sixty eight. How many is this? Maybe we were watching someone watching a, a TV program. Like yeah. maybe there's someone. That's not a theory. I'm speculating. Theory. Mm. This is not theory crafting. Yeah, that's a, that's actually a good point. I mean, could it could be somebody they're watching it and they're like they're like spinning. They have like a. A dino, a dino, and they're spinning blood and stuff, and they're like separating stuff and trying to figure out a cure while they're watching it. Like, I'm almost there, Mr. Hannah. I'm almost there. <laughs> I almost got it. I mean, it could be. That's actually that's actually a really good offshoot for that story. It's like they could start showing the same, like the last part of the first episode, like where where it like cut off and where, like the last part of that interview, and he'll like turn it off, and because you hear a beep in the background, and he'll take a vow and be like. This is it. <laughs> and then they go to like the spores crawling and shit. I mean, it could be. That's not a bad offshoot. I guess. Now, okay, we've gotten to the end of the season. Here is still my question. I still feel like we did not see enough infected or clickers. Like for you to be able to go through a, through whole cities without seeing, and I know they they referenced seeing someone they went to visit uh marlon and um was it francine but i mean even here no clickers you're in a hospital where most of these people probably died and there's and nothing i i well i mean they usually they usually hang out in huddled masses maybe they're just not hitting the right hot spots it's like because you saw in the second in the second episode you saw that when they're dormant they they all get together in huddled masses and kind of wait for another spore somewhere else to be to tap and be like yo someone's over here then they get up and start running so maybe they're all in maybe there's a lot of them there all in hibernation waiting for waiting for a signal 
Yeah, but the fact that and they're in clusters. You have gone from Boston all the way to Salt Lake City. And we um this guy this guy hates 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 walking stuff, so he appreciates the fact that they didn't show any of that shit. I'm just saying I'm very I, appreciative. I'm just very saying we didn't have to see all the walking, but maybe a, a an additional clicker or two, you know, seeing Joe being a badass, I wouldn't have been mad at that. Well, Joe, they did try to give you some explanations. Like Mike said, they showed you what happens when they're dormant. And then, you know, Joel talked about, because she asked about clickers out here. He's like, nah, clickers is not what we got to worry about out here because they're not out here. Yeah. You know? But that was in the that was in the woods. They're, they're literally in the ballpark in Salt Lake City. They're in the middle of, of, of downtown and there's nothing there. So... I don't know. The giraffes were a nice. Am I the only one? Yeah, I'm glad. And they were they were in the in the original video video game mm-hmm. too. So that's a nice touch they added. I was anyone else afraid that when they got too close to those giraffes, that cordyceps were going to start coming out of their mouths when they were trying to feed them? No, no. Because no. I, I saw them long time. I was like, ah! oh, okay, that's just not cordyceps. Well, I thought. Yeah. I, from what I remember, drabs are actually kind of mean. So I was surprised that it, it did get a little snippy towards the end. <laughs> but it was yeah. just hungry. Yeah, drabs yeah. can be kind of mean. So yeah. like aggressive. We're like, feed me, damn it. Right. Oh, the season is over. Now we it went have by to fast. It did. It, it really did. went by really quick. Did you're like nine episodes, nine weeks? That was two months. That was I quick. know. Yeah, it is it, because like, when you sit here and think you're like, wow, we're already halfway through March, right? Like literally like, tomorrow is the halfway point. Like the fuck, but I mean that also means it was really good because we weren't sitting there like, oh, here we go, wait for another week. Mm-hmm. Like we were actually excited about this show and waiting for. The next week and and they kept us entertained oh no there's still something something to be said for um what do we call it binge watching yeah like I, st- I still want, yeah. i still want all my episodes at one I, time i agree like the mandalorian this is killing me because something like the mandalorian it's great but it's so slow it's so like, slow. like like how, how are they going to end that last episode like that and we're like like what the fuck? But I think that was a problem that I had with like the book of Boba Fett. Give me all of the episodes at once. I probably would have liked it better because it would have maybe it would have flowed better watching it that way. But having to wait for it week by week, I just I was no because watching it watching it all the way through, you would have you would have been mad at the the Mandalorian two point five section and the in the two episodes before the end because I, no, that that told that totally fucked up the flow of that show no it it's like that, watching... the flow of that show was fucked up before the Mandalorian showed up the Mandalorian saved okay that okay show. stop 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 so <laughs> so we were it, it it reminds me of of anime watching anime when it's brought over here to America uh-huh. like Dragon Ball Z and Frieza and which I'm called they stared at each other for five episodes before mm-hmm. anybody throws a punch and yeah that's that's what the Mandalorian feels like they stare at everybody and talk shit it's like 
you will never beat me. My power level is higher than yours. I am Super Saiyan. I am Super God Saiyan. And, I'm green. And, and, I'm and gold. Get, and you get five what episodes. Five episodes <laughs> exactly. of that. Yeah. <laughs> of that. Your mother wears zombie boots. My mother doesn't Talking have feet. Face. Take that back. <laughs> yeah. Kakarot. <laughs> but, you know, so... I mean, I, I did look forward to this show every week, and I appreciated it. And one of the things that I liked about it was it was very episodic. Mm-hmm. Like, it yeah. wasn't like a long story thread. It was, we, we had a long thread, but each episode, it like stands on its own mm-hmm. as, a, as a scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I like the so fact I that, like that, I like the fact that, like, uh, I think I mentioned this last week, even though we got to meet new characters, the story always remained focused on Ellie and Joel. Mm-hmm. So I like that as well. You didn't have to, there there weren't a whole lot of plot points or storylines that you had to try to keep up with. Because I think for a show like this, that would have been a lot. But the fact that you mainly concentrated on these two characters and this uh, growing relationship between them, yeah, it, it was... It, it was perfect. I, yeah. I love it. And but for but for the geography cues, you could literally watch episodes two through eight in any order for the most part. Except for so, except well, for the two where he was hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, seven eight like you have to watch part. together, but you could yeah you could actually yeah stagger them. Mm-hmm. You know what? I know I like the show because it ended before Shadow and Bone. We don't have to compete watching these two <laughs> together. Or try to schedule doing the podcast for both of them. <laughs> right. No, right. how about I sat here and I just realized that we are doing our 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 mega show with our gamers on the same day that it comes out. And I don't think I realized that when I scheduled it. I didn't because because it coming out on a Thursday, I just wasn't thinking. Yeah, it should about be coming it. out on Friday. Yeah. And so I was like, did I really schedule this on the same day? I was like, Okay, we're just gonna have to get through that. We're gonna have to get through the recording, and then I'm just gonna sit and binge. And I probably will not be Ubering this weekend, or at least for eight hours this weekend, because I'm gonna be watching Shadow and Bone. Yeah, Yeah. you're gonna be like, hey, hey, these guys played Last of Us. How was it? Good. Okay, that's our show. Thank you. Bye. Nah. uh let's see what else was good about this episode um the pun book made its return i was like i thought they were gonna let this die absolutely not but when she told that first one about the pandemic i just fell out laughing i was like you would start on that first (laughs) too soon yeah awesome too soon Okay, awesome. I didn't get the one where he said, "What did the green grape say to the purple g- grape?" Breathe, breathe. Like you breathe. know, when you hold your breath, you turn you purple. Just turn purple. Blue, oh, purple. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there are that blue grapes, so she couldn't say what she couldn't say what the green grape Bruce said to the purple. blue grape. I mean, she couldn't say what the green grape, green grape say to the blueberry. <laughs> yeah. What did green grape say to the blueberry? Breathe, damn it. <laughs> Okay, that one went over my head. But um, do we have any final thoughts on The Last of Us? I think we got all the important stuff. Shout out, shout out to Bella Ramsey. I'm I'm a huge I'm like a huge fan of hers because 
as everybody who listens to this podcast knows, I haven't watched the Game of Thrones all the way through. So I haven't seen anything with her in it, but I'm actually like hearing her talk in public and everything. I'm a big fan and I think that she's really cool. And I I would love to see more more stuff with her in it because she's just like and the fact that she's 20, it's like she's not a teenager. Like she's like like in her early twenties. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I oh, I think I'm wait. I think I'm Miss Jenny. I think are her pronouns they and them. I think I, I, I don't know. If, I don't want to miss miss American pronouns. I think she does. She and they. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. If not, then I do apologize. But yeah, I yeah, I, I apologize as well. Yeah, because I, I don't I don't want to mispronoun mis mistake mistake her pronouns. Oh, is it no? Um. So it says in a recent interview with the New York Times. Bella discussed gender identity. I guess my gender has always been very fluid. Someone would call me she or her, and I wouldn't think about it, but I knew that if someone called me he, it was a bit exciting. Bella added that if given the option, she would choose non-binary on forms indicating her gender identity. When it comes to pronouns, however, Bella explains she doesn't have a preference. I'm very much just a person. Being gender isn't something that I particularly like, but in terms of pronouns, I really couldn't care less. Oh, so she doesn't care. So she doesn't care about yeah pronouns. So okay. Okay. So, um, also shout out to Pedro becoming typecast as a dad who saves who saves miscreant children now. <laughs> Pedro, that that's okay. Like I will watch him do it for as long as I need to watch him do it. Um. No, man, you can't you can't typecast this man. You're pigeonholing him. You're putting him you're putting him in a box that he may not want to be in for the rest of his life. I don't think are, they're are gonna y'all caught him. up on are y'all caught up in the Mandalorian? Yes. Yes. So so he you know, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything because it was interesting how the episode where Joel was hurt and Bella had yes. to help him and then in the Mandalorian, same thing. Parallels. That that was that was interesting. Yes, you got saved by the child. In both saved by the child. Mm-hmm. In both instances. Yeah. <sighs> but um, I, I I will say I am glad to see Pedro is getting his due. Because right. this man has been way too talented for way too long, and I just love the fact that everybody is loving him now. So yeah. But, he will never live down Wonder Woman 1984 for me. Never. I don't think people are even paying attention. That wasn't his fault, fact. though. Yeah. You gotta let that go. What? That wasn't his fault. You gotta let that go, man. Yeah. That's he was just, just reading the script. That wasn't, that wasn't that's his fault. He just, was just like, reading the script. That's just like you as a parent berating your child for the one C they got six years ago instead of the straight A's they've gotten since then. Stop talking about my mama. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> she did that very same thing. You leave Pedro. You remember when you got that C in the sixth grade? Well, see, see, I see that. That's why I love my mom because I kept getting C, so she wouldn't have had that problem. <laughs> I don't care. You got all A's now. You had that C that one time, and I just, I just can't. Mm. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at these scenes in the background where he's fighting his way through the hospital. I'm like, 
y'all didn't if you looked at the the look on his face the he look on his in. he was locked <laughs> in and he was i mean just Stone face yeah yes so calculating like oh yeah i'm about to kill all y'all motherfuckers and i like the way they they kept showing his feet just the the slow steps he was taking he was really like he was pacing this thing out i was like okay yeah i just yeah and that music is like that that sounds I'm, i'm going to i'm listening to that soundtrack tomorrow at work because the music throughout that whole scene was beautiful because all you could do was sit there like this and just look and be like, oh my God, oh my God. He is he is killing these people. Like, here's two here. There's three there. There's another three. There. Just, yeah, he had a body count on this episode. I don't even know why Marlene thought she was going to do anything different when she finally did confront him. Did you not see the carnage he left for you upstairs? You should just stay hidden. And you could have lived, like you said, Anthony, she could have lived to fight another day. She could have she could have called out to the other people, be like, yo, be on the lookout for him, whatever. What did Kyle Reese say to Sarah Connor? He cannot be negotiated with <laughs> at all. Mm-mm. I don't think we've done a Terminator reference on the show yet. So that's cool. <laughs> Oh goodness! So, if I had been prepared for it, I would have had the quote on hand. Mm, that's okay. That's okay. We like spontaneous. We like it. <laughs> so that's it for the regular season, and what we are going to do on Thursday, two days from now, we are going to have a final, final discussion. <laughs> On The Last of Us, uh, we are going to have two or maybe three gamers with us that night um, just talking to us about the show versus the game, um, things that they like, things that they didn't like, how they compare. We're just going to pick their brains for a bit and um, see what it's like experiencing this show from a gamer point of view or from someone who's you know played this game. So that's what we're going to do. So you'll get that show in a few days after this one. But for now, that is it for our coverage of The Last of Us. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can chat with us on our Discord channel. You can watch our videos on our YouTube channel. And you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.